You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. This episode will be the no-hitter episode with Sam and Steve. Man, Sam, what could we possibly talk about for the next hour or so? That was that was fun. <laughs> I could not believe what I was watching. Um, I always flash back when we're thinking of Yankees and no-hitters are perfect games. The, the last one I was not conscious for. I was, <laughs> you know, two or three years old. But... Seeing what Kluber did last night, I was thinking back to a game that I was at in 2011. Uh, CeCe was perfect through five in a rain delay, or five innings. Um, he got through a perfect got through a perfect game, 15 up, 15 down, rain delay, came back out, uh, and he lost it on the first batter of the seventh inning, I believe. So I, I was thinking... Watching Kluber last night, I had the Yankees on my laptop, Bruins on the TV, and I'm just thinking, when is he going to lose this? Like, I did not think he'd ever finish it. I was not confident, and then I saw the Bob Nightingale tweet, which was... Oh, boy, yeah, they're nothing. like, it's going to be a grand slam somehow when we lose the game. <laughs> Kluber has a no-hitter through eight, and I'm like, forget it, forget <laughs> it, but... But, but what, an, what an awesome, awesome experience to get to watch that. The Corey Kluber throws the 12th no-hitter in New York Yankees history. The first no-hitter since July 18th, 1999 of David Cohn's perfect game. Um, and you're right, Sam, it was crazy. There's been a lot of no-hitters this year, obviously. Six this year already. They're going to shatter probably the record of no-hitters in a season. But it's weird because it's been so long since the Yankees have thrown one that I really haven't gotten into the hype of the of the no hitters. It's been a I didn't realize how long it was. Like uh, like you said, you were you were barely conscious for them. But I do remember them. I do remember the David Wells one. I remember the David Wells one vividly because uh, little Steve was furious that he was not at the game and his sister's Girl Scout troops were at the game. And I was pissed that I didn't get to go. And the girls got to go to the baseball game. So my mom took me out to TGI Fridays for lunch to watch the game there. We came home. There's an answer. There's a message on the answer machine saying, we know Steve is really upset. We have an extra ticket. Does he want to come to the game? Are you shit? And I missed it. I, I remember it to this day being like such a little brat about not going to the game. My mom was like, all right, we'll go out and we'll get some French fries and you make it happy. And I missed the game because of it. Oh, my God. And my sister had that beanie baby up on her shelf her entire life just staring at me in the face, being like, this is what you should have done. You should have just shut up and watch the game, and you could have went. So that was my my experience with Yankees no-hitters. And I've kind of like tried to put that out of my memory, so I haven't thought about no-hitters in, in forever for the Yankees. Um, and Kluber's demeanor is just so robotic that, like, the same as you. Like, I didn't really get excited until, the, until that ninth inning. And then I kept getting flashbacks of Mike Messina and Carl Everett blowing it back in 2001. But not this time. The clue bot did it. Texas Rangers, 2-0. Michael Kay, I think, did a great job with the call. Um, you know, a lot of people were bashing him for jinxing it the entire game. Obviously, that didn't work. Uh, but I think a great call from Kay. I don't know if you saw the, the video of him posting it. Um, him in New York calling the game on a screen. But a pretty cool, pretty cool moment there. 
I didn't see the video of Kay calling it on the screen. I, I didn't know the TV still was not He's still not prevalent. there. It was crazy, yeah. So he posted him with kind of like a cool shot of one of the bridges uh, and him calling the game. And he had Paul Neal on like a tiny little monitor on his left. Um, and, he, and I think he said it perfectly. He's like, Corey Kluber's, this is his moment in forever. Like, you'll never forget Corey Kluber. The Yankees have been around literally forever. And this is only the 12th no-hitter in their, in their history. And the first of this millennium. That's it's pretty kind of iconic to think about it, um, and no matter what happens the rest of this year with Corey Kluber, he goes down in Yankee history, uh, which is a really cool moment for him. Um, as we said, a lot of the no hitters kind of maybe taken the the allure off of it this year across Major League Baseball, but but not for me at all. To to see a Yankee do it, what um, was pretty special, and you know, pretty old, thirty five years old, throwing a no hitter, his stuff looked electric. That that clue that clue ball that that slider curveball. What was literally unhittable uh, for Corey Kluber. He was absolutely in the zone. And Steve, I remember a few episodes ago early in the season, we talked about, I think there were two no-hitters already. and Yeah, we made a prediction. We said, are there going to be, we we set the over-under at, Three was, and a half or four. I, I, I think it was four. I think we set up and said well, they'll, they'll double what they already had. And we both kind of were like, yeah, I think I said the over. So I think I said five total. And I'm already wrong. <laughs> we, we each said, or I think I said, if it goes over, it's going to go way over. Yeah. And we're going to, heck, Memorial Day is next week. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another one maybe over the weekend. I get an alert every single night from the MLB at bat app that somebody's in the seventh with a no hitter. ESPN usually used to send them out in the fifth or sixth. I think we got to wait till the eighth this time at, at this yeah. rate before they send anybody an alert. This is getting crazy, but I totally agree with you about it did not, the, the amount of no hitters this season, it did not take any of the lust off for me. No. I let like, at least for me, you said you, you know, remember the Wells and everything. You know, you're several years older than me. That's, you, you a, know. Put, I, it, put it nicely. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, well, yeah, I've never seen a Yankees pitcher do that. Uh, complete a no-hitter, uh, which was very, very rare and special for me. And Kluber, I told you this, he – Finished the no-hitter almost simultaneously to the Bruins getting the game-winning goal, which it just – it felt like – It was a good sports, night for Sam. <laughs> it, fe- it felt like sports were back, too. Like, this I feel major, that, for sure. This Major League Baseball season was the first time sports have felt totally normal to me since the start of the pandemic in March of 2020. Um, you know, we had limited fans in to, to start the year in a lot of places. Uh, several parks are going to be at 100% by next week. The Rangers were at 100% in, in this four-game series against the Yankees. have been at 100% all year. Um, the NHL arenas, you know, that I'm seeing somewhere, they are starting yeah, the, to the, get The packed. Knicks are going to have 15,000 Sunday in game one of their playoff game. It's, uh, it's, it's all... 15, 15,000. So almost, I think they hold about 18 at MSG. 
So they're they're going 15k in New York in MSG. <laughs> I thought they were only doing 5k. They must uh they, they, they bumped must've... it up. They got it and like there's uh there's like a there there're a couple restrictions for it all, but I think it's like all vaccinated. There's a lot of vac- they opened up a lot of vaccination vaccination only sections, which allowed them to bump it up to 15k. So almost packed house at MSG. So like you said, it's it's coming back. You know, the Yankees will be back soon enough. Uh we know for you know the Phillies, the Phillies Yankees series on June 12th. Is going to be 100 uh, percent in uh, in Philly, so it'll be it's it'll be pretty crazy. Um, but but back to it was Kluber. tough to watch last. It was tough to watch last year, like like baseball at least for me. To, I mean, I and I watched a ton of Yankees games, but it, it was uh, weird. It was it, it, it was very just, strange. It just never it never really resonated with me. And then the fall football. I don't think it has the same fan impact that it does on baseball. If that makes any sense, no, but no, I, I do. You don't see was, you don't see the crowd as much in football. Where in baseball, every 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 foul ball, every home run, almost every any ball hit in the air, you 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 saw empty seats. So I definitely. I mean, get we the saw feeling. Luke Voigt launching home runs, you know, fifty <laughs> yeah. rows up. But like, I, I sat there to myself last night after the Kluber no hitter, the celebration of the Yankees on the field, and then pan into the pack crowd and. It was you Corey know, Kluber bobblehead day. <laughs> that that was so funny. How weird is that? They never got to use the bobblehead. So I got fucking just give it up today. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, he doesn't <laughs> know. He doesn't know hitter versus us. But no, oh, that was too funny. But yeah, last night and seeing what crowds have been like in the last week in a lot of places, um, sports are back. And yeah, I am. I am thrilled. It, it, it's going to be fun. See, I would stick on the no-hitter for a little bit um, just in baseball. I know we talked about it a lot. Baseball changing the balls back to try and get rid of the home runs. You know, at first they wanted all the home runs. Now they want to get rid of the home runs. And now they're complaining there's not enough home runs. I do find it interesting and that there's only been three teams that have been no-hit this year in the six no-hitters. The Indians, Mariners, and Rangers all have been no-hit twice already. I think if you look at it that way – it kind of um, takes away the, the little luster, or not the luster, or like the complaints of like, oh, there's a no-hitter every day. It's only been three teams. And oh, four if you want to count that seven-inning seven, uh, seven uh, no-hitter by, by Madison Bumgarner. But it seems like it's three teams in the AL that we really weren't aren't expecting too much out of this year are getting no-hit. So I think that's kind of one way I'm looking at it. I'm not too concerned, um, you know, of the, the no-hitter fatigue. Um, maybe you just kind of, Turn it the other way and say we haven't seen a perfect game. Like let's let's wait until it, let's start seeing perfect games here. Come on, pitchers, step it up. Yeah, I would love to see a perfect game. Not not the Yankees on the uh, other side of it, but that would be very entertaining because uh, I believe when was the last one? I'm gonna look it up here. The last real perfect quick, game but... was uh, Roy Holiday in the playoffs. So 2010, uh, 2010. That was, that was a no hitter. Actually, um, oh, was it? I, okay. Where? Uh, Ho- holidays was in the regular season, May 29th, two thousand ten. I did not look that date up. I just remember that date. It holds significance. Um, but yeah, May 29th of twenty ten was holidays. I remember uh, Mark Burley's uh, in two thousand nine, and I have it right here. The last perfect game. Take a guess. Uh, I, I just found it. <laughs> no, no chance I was getting that right. <laughs> 2012. I thought we definitely had one in my 
later high school, early college years for some that reason. I, I thought I thought we might have had one, you know, as many as two or three years ago as well. But yeah, Felix Hernandez in 2012, it was against the Tampa Bay Rays. I remember the game. They had the Felix corner or whatever that they used yeah. to have. Uh, everybody wearing the yellow shirts. And, yeah, he mowed them down. That so, day, I, I we need to go back and see what happened in 2012. Because in 2012, there were three perfect games. Felix Hernandez, Matt Kane, and Phil Umber. And in between that, there was also four other no-hitters. So there were seven no-hitters technically in 2012. So, I mean, 2021 is catching up to that and might hit it, as you said, by, by the time this even airs uh, tomorrow. But, but 2012 with a big year of, of uh, perfect games and no-hitters. Um, to tie it into the Yankees here. So the Yankees, obviously, last no-hitter was, was 1999. They got uh, no-hit in 2003. It was that weird Roy Oswald injury game versus the, the Astros where um, six players came up and pulled a no-hitter versus the Yankees. But since twenty, since two thousand three, before yes, before Kluber's no hitter, every single team in baseball has either thrown a no hitter or has gotten no hit, except for the Yankees. And Corey Kluber changed that for the good. So the Yankees still haven't been no hit since since twenty third since uh, twenty two thousand three. So a lo long time for that for the Bronx Bombers there, which is, I guess is a good sign. But given some of the lineups we've seen here, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe the Yankees do uh, do get no hit in the future. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there were five guys the other night. It was Tuesday or Wednesday the night Kluber threw the no-hitter. There were five guys in a starting lineup batting 190 or lower. Now, you can tell me that the batting average doesn't matter, and it's not the first stat I look at when I'm evaluating a hitter, but... Some of these... It's noticeable. It's like when you're getting guys... When, when you have guys, you know, late in the summer, getaway day, um, you know, day game on Thursday... Today's game. West. Look at the lineup in today's game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was one of those. Like, when you have automatic out after automatic out in those games, and I'm not in the... Batting average doesn't matter, crowd. But when, yeah, when you got a good pitcher out there on the mound who's dealing and who isn't going to walk guys, um, it becomes noticeable. It does. It does. When you when you're pulling, I mean, look at the excitement that we probably had in going into the season of an outfield of Aaron Judge, uh, Aaron Hicks, and Clint Frazier. I know. I I know. I have a tweet out there saying that Clint Frazier is going to be the most dangerous nine-hitter in the history of baseball. The guy can't even get a start. He's got he's got a little bit of a neck injury going on right now. But we, we've seen Miguel Andujar out in left field and back-to-back nights. We saw Tyler Wade was a vital part of Kluber's no-hitter, and he was a right fielder. He came in on an injury replacement uh, of uh, Lamar, who, to be honest, I didn't even know he existed until he popped up in the Yankee lineup, and now he's hurt. Probably will never hear this guy's name ever again. Um, so the outfield, the, the injury bug has come back, um, which is a problem. So I do need to say that this is entirely your fault. You were you were made it pretty clear last week that it is awesome that the Yankees have had Judge and Stanton both clear of the IL, and about 48 hours later, John Carlos Stanton disappeared. Sam, 
What did you, you do? <laughs> you see my face right now. Yeah. It, it's it's where it belongs. Down yeah. in your lap because you caused John Carlos Stanton was winning players of the month, players of the week. We're talking about him winning an MVP. You called him an MVP last week. And I then, called him an MVP before the season as well. <laughs> and uh, he still got some awesome numbers, but now he's on the IL. And it I that's that's you, you never know what Stan. We may never see him again, but he is eligible to come off the IL on Monday. They were able to make it the quick ten days, and hopefully it won't be a big deal. But but Sam, I need you to uh, I need you to apologize to everybody out there. Uh, I meant to do this immediately when we came on to record tonight. Um, <laughs> I am in a state of shock and despair over this because I went out of my way to make that point last week. And I knocked on wood a good You did, a, a bunch. 15 times during We got fake rant. wood? Is that a fake wood desk here? What did you got there? <laughs> oh, I, I, do, I, I, do, I do have the real wood. <laughs> I, I, I even put my laptop down there to uh, show Steve. But I knocked on wood, this wooden desk that I have my laptop on right now, a good 15, maybe 20 times. And... To get into the other portion of this, because this was a really popular topic on Twitter, Aaron Boone made the point of, or or he was asked or made the point that they were going to explore Stanton in in right field. He he led the jinx right there with you. (laughs) It was the day of, it was the day, no, it was the day of the freaking game. It was Friday, a Friday afternoon he said it. it. It was Friday afternoon. And... He said they're going to explore playing him in the outfield. And then they announced the lineup that he was DH. He was in the lineup. They tweeted it out. And not, But then he got freaking scratched. Yeah, he was in the he original tweet. So what the hell happened there? Like, is, is the, did it happen in warm-ups or something? Or is the training staff or Stanton not communicating with Boone there? I mean, how did that happen? I, I have a lot of questions about that. But you're right. We might never see this guy again. And it could be that Monday. <laughs> I am in a wait-and-see mode when it comes to Stanton and Judge because they bring him back, and then three games later they're on the IL. And right now I have no interest in seeing Giancarlo Stanton play the outfield. No, um, oh, that, 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 that scenario that's absolutely done. ended it. Boone will done. hopefully never speak about it again. But maybe to flip it into a positive, do you think Stanton – do you think Kluber still gets the no-hitter with Stanton out there? I know Tyler Wade that didn't make amazing plays, but um, he got great jumps on the ball. He made a nice play in the in the, in the ninth inning because um, off the bat, I thought that ball might, was going to be a hit. And then I was like, oh, shit, Tyler Wade's out there. Like, I don't know. How is he going to do here? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that saves Kluber's no-hitter if Stanton wasn't out there. So, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um but yeah, it was it was kind of a the injuries now are becoming a topic for us to talk about every week. We had the return of Glaber Torres off the COVID list. He had a couple hits since his return, so he looks okay. We don't know what's going on with Clint Frazier. Are, are they holding out for him to possibly go on the IL? Um, and there's just a lot of outfield issues. So before we get to the the three up three down here, um, something that we we talked about I think it was two weeks ago of the possibility of when we might see Florial. 
And he, since that, I said he has to go to AAA before anything can be considered. Boom. Next, that weekend, he gets bumped up to AAA. He hit a bomb in his first game in AAA. Uh, and now with Lamar on the IL, and we're playing Tyler Wade every day in freaking uh, right field. Is it time to bring this kid up after four or five games of AAA? I'm not so sure about that. But, I mean, they got his feet wet for that game last year. But... The Yankees like to see AAA before they, 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 call their... they like fifty games. I think is usually their standard. What they like here. Um, so, but we're we're, we're running short on players. We're we're in desperate times. Uh, I mean, Brett Gardner. You tweeted about it last night. The most alarming thing for him is the power is non-existent, and you, you watch. He's gonna. Go go ahead and hit eight home runs in six. He had a triple. He had a double. So he's he's gotten some extra base hits. Because uh, I think at the time I tweeted that he only had one extra base hit on the entire year. But um, but yeah, he, I mean this guy has been averaging fifteen home runs a game. He he had twenty eight home runs one year. He, he's gotten the the, the power has gotten better later in his career. Yeah, which has been um, which which has been a strange thing. But um, yeah, the Yankees are running short on outfielders uh the Mets across town are, are in the same boat they went out and acquired our old friend Cameron Mabin yes I saw, for a dollar for for one dollar Stevie um, Pockets over there Steve Cohen going deep <laughs> are I don't know so much about calling up Floreal given the Yankee standard about AAA uh what I'm interested in and they did this right at the beginning of the season with Ruth Neto Dorr, uh, are they going to look outside the organization at a veteran possibly stuck in somebody's altern- uh, somebody's minor leagues, excuse me, uh, now that they're underway? I'm, so, I'm wondering Sam, about that. Sam, they got a guy there. What about Derek Dietrich? He's still there for the Yankees. And he actually was in the dugout in Texas this week. Uh, uh, John Boy uh, had the breakdown of, of the no-hitter. And mentioned like, oh, wait, what's Derek doing there? So I'm very curious to see what, what's going on there um, about why he was in Texas and not at the alternate site. So there's, I mean, there's an outfield and an infield position, um, and they'd have to clear a spot on the 40 man from him. But I mean, that can't, he can't be worse than freaking Lamar. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I am. Yeah, I honestly did forget about. And he's a lefty because, bat um, because they because I remember earlier in the week they did call Lamar up over him. They, they yeah, chose yeah. they chose Lamar over Dietrich. Uh, so yeah, if if he's in the dugout, I that's I, I, I was shocked that then the the Odor thing with him going on paternity leave there. Um, I I have to feel it has to be uh, Dietrich once if Clint needs to go on the IL. Yeah, and it has to be. Have- or they're just waiting for you know hold out a couple more games here, and then they flip Clint and Stanton. Like Stanton's ready to come back Monday, so then Clint goes on the IL, and they don't have to shuffle any forty man stuff. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, but I don't think we can do you know. I mean, Judge will be back in right field uh, on Friday, we assume, so it won't be that big uh, big of a deal. But just interesting to see back to back games of uh, full right field Tyler Wade, um, and he performed well and a huge huge triple. You know, if, if Tyler Wade doesn't play the game, it might be 0-0 in the 25th inning right now, and Kluber's still on the mound. So, shout-out Tyler Wade. 
And, yeah, the, the Yankees are uncertain about the severity. You know, uh, a day ago it was a stiff neck. And yeah, now, He was also on the field celebrating, too. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. The Yankees and their injuries, you, you just never freaking know. I'm expecting them to say that Corey Kluber, uh, you know, he's leaking oil fluid or something, and he's out for next ten next 10 days. Uh, sticking um, with sticking with Kluber, let's the three up, three down. Let's get into that real quick. Uh, pretty obvious that Kluber is on the up list, and it's not just because of the no hitter. The no hitter stuff was absolutely amazing, which we just spent the past twenty five minutes talking about. But just an overall awesome month for Kluber. It, people have been telling us. Everybody said when Kluber struggled, he always struggles in April. He always struggles in April, um, and that clearly seemed to be the case. In April, he pitched twenty one innings and had a four point one five ERA. Um, Giving up, giving up 10, 10 earned runs, only striking out 19 in five starts. In the month of May already, so he'll get one more start in May. But in four starts, he's 3-0, 1.88 ERA, 28 and two-thirds innings, and 31 strikeouts. He's got a whip of .77. It seems like the clue bot is back. You know, it's crazy. He only pitched 18 pitches last year. The Yankees saw him pitch once. In a, in a showcase event and gave him $11 million. And the early returns were not good, and everybody were calling the Yankees and Cashman idiots. Well, those, those I was are one of those I was one of those people. Yeah. Hand, I mean, hand off. <laughs> he, he gave up you know, a bunch of runs to start it off. Um, but now now he's looking great. Uh, he even got the – got, he pitched twice since we last recorded. Be, they beat Baltimore even though he gave up four in runs. But just like May 2nd versus the – Versus the Tigers, eight innings, two hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts. And now the no-hitter versus Texas, obviously nine innings, no hits, nine strikeouts. Um, you got got to keep this going if you're Kluber, but but awesome, awesome stuff there. So what do, what do you say your final words uh, on the man of the hour before we move on to the, the rest of this roster? You mentioned the clue ball that, you know. 17 swing and misses, I think it was. Seven, that's, a, that's a ridiculous amount. <laughs> that's uh, – you know, I like that, but that last night especially too, the two seam fastball going in the righties and inside and out to lefties is, excuse me, has always been one of my favorite pitches in baseball, uh, and that's been in good form lately. So I have really liked seeing that out of Kluber. He's keeping the ball down. He has one home run allowed in his last twenty and two thirds innings pitched, which nice to see. Which is very, very good to see. And I talk about it with him, you know, on here all the time. The walks. Seven walks in the last 28 and two-thirds. That's about one every four innings, which you can oh, live if he, with. If he didn't freaking walk that guy in the game, we could be talking about a perfect game. <laughs> oh, my. But, no, I, I mean, his previous five starts to open the season, um, we're, we're talking walk issues in almost every one. You know, that one against Atlanta, four and four and two-thirds. Um, two and four innings against the Blue Jays in Dunedin. Two and two and a third um, against the Rays down in Tampa that first series. is, And then three and four innings in his first start of the season. So the walks have gone down. Uh, he had three and five and two-thirds against the Nats, but the control has gotten a lot better, and that was – really an issue in spring training and the first month of the season. Yeah, the velocity was, was you know, he's getting older, so you, 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 the velocity is going to go down, and that was what the initial concern was. But, you know, Kluber's a gamer. Kluber is a two-time Cy Young Award winner. 
Um, he, he'll figure out how to deal with lost velocity, and, and he has. So, yeah, great point there uh, on the walks. And I think that translates into the, the number two guy on the up list for me is Domingo Herman. You know, sticking with the walks. He's got eight walks in 44 and a third innings so far. Uh, back to, it's really tough to, to back up a, a perfect, I mean, a no-hitter game. You know, Domingo Herman, that bum, he gave up six hits today in seven uh, seven seven innings of zero earned run baseball. Herman looked awesome. And that, that's good to say after a no-hitter. You think that the team is uh, is kind of ready for a letdown, especially you mentioned that that weird kind of throwaway lineup here. But the Yankees came out on Thursday afternoon, 2 nothing win, just like on Wednesday night. Uh, and the Yankees pitching staff has 22 consecutive innings without giving up a run. Uh, and Herman was the was was the man today. He had he only had five strikeouts, but he he looked confident. Um, and I, I was listening to the the Rangers broadcast because that's what MLB Network had on, and they were thinking like, hey, this guy's gonna go a complete game. Like he is just mowing down hitters. Like he could have went he could have went nine. The Boone pulled him after seven, and like Green and and Chapman finished it off. But overall, extremely strong performance uh, from Domingo Herman, who backed up his six innings one run versus the Orioles earlier in the week too. So. 13 innings um, and one run this week for Herman. So definitely deserved the, on the up list. Yeah, he, he definitely earned his spot here. After his second start of the season, um, and I want to make one thing clear. I am not coming off here as Domingo Herman responding to adversity or being a good comeback story here. I want to want to make that clear. That's all we got. Um, But after that game at the Rays where he let up two home runs, uh, he he only went four innings. He He got sent down. He got sent to the minors. He didn't see the fifth inning um, in each of his first two starts. And and there were a lot of people on Twitter, uh, you know, the media kind of pushing like, should the Yankees just, you know, launch this guy's yeah. ass into the sun? Get him out of here. Get um, Davey Garcia up here. Yeah. Like, will we ever see him again? Uh, so, like, I was reading DFA um, yeah. just because of the situation that he came back from. But he has been absolute nails since then uh, in the rotation for the Yankees. In six starts since, he has five quality starts. Two of them in which he pitched seven innings, allowing zero runs. Um, his only non-quality start was uh, against the Astros, and it was not a bad start by any means. He went five innings, allowed three runs, struck out six. And, and the Yankees uh, won the game pretty easily. Yeah. So he has been very, very good, and he was one of my X factors coming into this season because he was really – the only one not coming off an injury. Of course, he was coming off a suspension, but we had some cryptic social media posts in the offseason from him. Uh, it, this incident really took a toll on him, but he's back, and he's the, arguably been, when you look at the full body of work, the second-best guy in the Yankees rotation besides Garrett Cole. Yeah, um, I think that's very fair to say. And that, you know, Kluber has, has really, you know, performed awesome in May. Um, so I think I would give him the, the two slot just for seniority's sake. But there's no one you're p- putting in the three spot. Like one, two, three is obviously one. But then two, three of Kluber and Herman, you can flip around. They're, they're both pitching great. And they're both pitching confident. 
Uh, and Herman especially, he comes out there and he's got a little swagger to him. Like this, this is a guy that won 18 games two years ago. Uh, so here he's already at four and two, uh, 3.05 ERA. It's nice to see that ERA stay down because you know even when he won 18 games, his ERA was was around the four mark. Um, and it's very similar to like we said with with, with Kluber. With keep the walks down. Um, he's given up hits, but he's not given up. Uh, you know, besides that, those that those first two starts, the the ball's been staying in the park and not really hurting him. So, all around good stuff for for Domingo Herman that we like to just see happen. Keep your head down and just keep pitching. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll um, see if that continues as the season goes on. You know, every starter besides Garrett Cole, we gotta see how long they can go before they they get some fatigue going. But uh, I, I you know I did think about Sam. You know, Luis Severino is is not too far away. We get a little uh, Cole Kluber Herman Severino. As you're, you're one through four here, uh, I'm getting a little excited. What type of Luis Severino are we getting now? Are we getting? Uh, I'm the... going to stay positive and say we're getting we're getting Sevy back. We're getting Sevy back. We're getting 2017 first half of. Oh, can you imagine? Back. Can you imagine? But Holy all of a crap. sudden, this team is now a pitching team. Like like you said, we had five hitters hitting under 200. The Bronx Bombers, the biggest concern all year going into the year was, will the pitching hold up? This is one of the best pitching teams in baseball. This bullpen is elite without Zach Britton still there. Justin Wilson's been bleh. You know, Wandy uh, Peralta's coming in, stole Justin Wilson's spot in the in the bullpen. Um, Loizaga has been been lights out. This the, the the pitching is a strength of the 2021 Yankees, um, and even with the good bullpen, that's not something many imagined. Yeah, and the starters too. Like I mean, the Yankees might have a solid top three in Cole, and then you have two guys eating innings in Kluber and Herman. That's great. And you mentioned the bullpen, Steve Chapman's, of course, you know, automatic. But Jonathan Lewisaga is turning in, uh, and I was very high on him in this role last oh, he's, season. He's very fun to watch in this role. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, he's he's taken over that righty setup role. If they like, when Britain comes back, and if they have matchups, they might go with. Britain, or excuse me, maybe Britain in the seventh, Olaiska in the eighth. I mean, they're going to be able to enter. Oh, add Chad guys. Green to that. You got now. You got yeah. two lefties, two righties that are just throwing gas. You can mix and match your way. It doesn't matter what the lineup is, and you know Chapman will finish it off because that dude's beyond uh, unhittable. Um, but yeah, the Yankees are fourth in team ERA right now in all of baseball with uh, three point two seven. They you know they're they're mowing down. You know, players left and right. Um, they have as a total of 449 strikeouts as, as a staff, which is second in Major League Baseball, only behind the the San Diego Padres. So th- th- this is the you know shout out to the entire the pitching staff here. You know, 22 scoreless innings. Obviously, the no hitter and and Herman help out there, but the bullpen, the bullpen picked up Cole a little bit, and, and they you know they finished it off uh, on Thursday. So we'll give it up to them. Um, finally, the third man on the list for the three up is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge did not get the start Thursday, but did come in with a nice pinch hit uh, opportunity there to help seal the win for the Yankees. But this guy is on fire. He won player of the week uh, in Major League Baseball. In the last 15 games, he's got five home runs, seven RBIs, and he's batting over 300. The last seven games, which you know gets him player of the week, he's got four home runs uh, and, and was batting 415. Um, 
Aaron Judge did damage versus the Orioles. I think the Orioles series series kind of takes a back seat because of what Kluber did. But he had four home runs that series in three games, and they were they were not cheap shots. These these were lasers all around the park. Yeah, and everybody was freaking out when he struck out seven times in a row, saying he, he was slumping and everything. He was on the down list for a reason, and now he's back on the up list. Oh yeah, and he's really been good to watch this year. And I, I like the I like the rest day for him uh, today, and then he comes in off the bench, but he looks locked in right now and the Yankees really really need that um I was just gonna mention something but I'm not gonna mention it anymore um <laughs> you can you know keep your mouth shut but sounds good it, you know just you know yeah you, you, you get the point um <laughs> but he's playing great he's got 12 home runs already on the year that's uh He's not leading the league because the man, the myth, the legend that is Shohei Otani has 14 um, already on the year. Um, but his Otani's teammate Mike Trout hits the DL for six to eight weeks. Um, we know calf injuries. Ask Stanton about those. They, those could take a lot longer. Um, I think Trout was uh, you know, very high on the MVP list. I think right behind him was was Otani. Um, I think you could throw in for the AL. You could throw in uh, Vlad Jr. But if Aaron Judge stays on the field, he's starting to put up uh, potential MVP numbers. You're right about that. And right? I hope I didn't just jinx myself because you just did the exact same thing for Stanton two weeks ago. And now Stanton's on the DL. So uh, um, if Judge gets hurt, I'm going to make you take the episode down and delete this. <laughs> and you just said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is <laughs> I got excited. I was I was looking at the, the MVP odds and uh, Judge looks good there. <laughs> I was – you mentioned the DL. That's what I kept to myself. Yeah. So, 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 you know no, – It's no, impossible no, to keep out of your mouth when you talk about these guys. I think that's the issue for the Yankees is every time you say something good, it always is – you always end with as long as they stay healthy. Um, and it's, and it's, it's word vomit, and it's impossible to not think about. It kicked my ass last week. That's for sure. But Judge, yeah, these do look like MVP numbers. But I know this is a Yankees podcast. Uh, but if Shohei Otani keeps this up, or, or, or ninety percent of this up, seventy-five percent of this, like this is ridiculous. There, there's not going to be a. It, it's become, become like must-watch, like cut in to Sports Center and let me see this guy bat. It's a, it's a shame. I've said it for years. It's a shame that they play so late because the the East Coast bias with it with Major League Baseball. But this guy is pitching, and he's got 14 home runs already on the year, and he is smacking the shit out of the ball. Do you see that home run he hit the other day? It was above his eyes, and he somehow turned on it and sent it 400 feet. That was ridiculous. He shouldn't be swinging at that ball, and he's hitting it out of the park. I love how he throws 88 pitches and then goes to play right field. (laughs) It's awesome. awesome. And I I didn't think they were going to do that because I know he's been pushing for that, but like – you know, if you're hitting 200 and you know, you know, like three home runs or something like that, you're not going to risk it. But when you're when you're out there and you're you're swinging two just 270 bat and you're hitting home runs at at, at this rate, like I love it. I just th- this guy and I aside. I've had a couple of tweets in the last uh, week or, or so. You know, we have get up on ESPN, which I watch every morning because I have to Bless you. <laughs> so I, I I have to see uh I have to see if we get some sports takes for my job 
out there that we can write. Uh, but they dive right into mediocre NBA playoff slop um, between like the Celtics and Wizards. I, I mean, it, it was it was that morning, like you know, going crazy. Uh, over that game, yeah, Jason Tatum dropped 50. I, I am a Celtics fan, but it it's, takes like over a half hour to mention a 30 point Otani. blowout. Yeah, uh, it, it takes over a half hour to mention Otani, who it was the morning after he smacked the ball above his eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's got to be your opening feet. highlight. I think that's like, it's it's the part of the media's job. I think I kind of tweeted about it too a little bit. It's part of the media's job to to start doing this more often, like. Start cutting in and seeing him play. Like I get the NBA; he's got the playoffs going up, going on now. But we're watching thirty-point blowouts here. Let, let me see Vlad Jr. hit a ball four hundred fifty feet. Let me see yeah. Acuna smoke a game-winning uh, walk-off home run and and take forty seconds to jog the bases because he's celebrating. We we need we need to get you know bring the you know the, the guys are having fun in baseball. I think you know they've always kind of the, let them play has kind of always been the the mantra. They're playing and they're having fun. Now I think it's up to to us as part of like the the fans and and the media to to start showcasing it more because Otani is is case in point. That guy is is really just doing some some crazy shit out there and it, it's fun to watch. You know, Kluber Kluber might not have the mannerisms of someone who's excited ever, but a Yankees no hitter, awesome stuff that that should be you know front page of of. Uh, of Sports Center before an NBA playing game, but uh, that we'll call that the uh, Steven Sam. Please make baseball relevant again. Rant uh, portion of the podcast, but it's been fun to watch. Baseball's been fun to watch. Um, so three up this week, obviously Kluber, Herman, and Judge, um, key 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 guys for the Yankees, and really performing well here for a team that is um, about to be half a game back of first place. Um, but obviously three up comes three down. Uh, so I was started off here with, um, Jordan Montgomery T- didn't, didn't pitch great in his last start. Um, kind of, has just been a little blah. I think we, you know, with him, it's, it's, um, I don't even know how to describe him that much. Just sometimes it just, it's just not there and it's just not what you're looking for. And, um, when you, when you have the, the Yankees get going, he just hasn't been able to kind of continue to pull the string of good starts together that I'm expecting from, from Monty. Yeah. He followed up the dud, uh, against Baltimore or excuse me, the two starts before the dud against Baltimore were quality starts. He pitched really well. Yeah. I think uh, we talked about him being on the up list and pitch and pitching really well. Yeah. I said that was the best uh, against the Rays. Phenomenal I start. That was, I said that was the best I've ever seen him look 20, you know, from his rookie season, uh, to 2019 to Last year to now, that was the best I've ever seen him look. Uh, and the start before that one was a quality start. He pitched six innings, three earned, struck out four, and didn't walk anybody against the Astros. But uh, against the Orioles, three innings, five earned. I'll, I'll never forget. I was on the golf course. I was stepping off the golf course on Sunday, and um, I see the Yankees are up three nothing. It gets to five nothing. You can't, you can't let those games get away. Well, like, I, I'm at the, at the bar after the four nothing round, in the first. And, and like I'm like, all right, this is fine. Like I put my phone down. I'm with my buddy. Phillies are on. Having a couple Miller Lights, and uh, I get to my car after, and it's freaking five five. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, 
That yeah. was supposed to be an easy sweep. It was all set up, and then Cole getting freaking shelled on Monday. Yeah, the, uh, the second man it? on the on the down list this week. So was, this isn't like just a. Yeah. It, it, it's tough to have uh, uh, you know pitchers on the down list when your when your team goes um, five and two during the week. So it just happens to be the two guys that lost. So they're like you said, we've had quality starts from Montgomery leading up to this this weird Baltimore outing. Garrett Cole is the Cy Young favorite who's been amazing. Just didn't pitch great in Texas. So it's just, you know, we, we need to have players on the down list here. And we're probably never going to have Garrett Cole on it again. Um, but it, for both these guys, hopefully just a rare appearance here. And it just, uh, this easily could have been a, a, a clean sweep of an, of an episode of 7-0. and um, But unfortunately, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, just... Yeah, it was rough Sunday uh, with the Montgomery start. And then Cole just getting shelled out of nowhere. That kind of had Yankees fans thinking disaster potential, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then they bounce back and win three. And they're 25-19. and 19. We talk about this every week. Every MLB team has at least 16 losses. So if you're upset the Yankees haven't gone on a run, won 9-12, 12 of 14. Um, it, it's been up and down for almost everyone this year in baseball. So we'll see. And, and it's something I'm interested in as we inch closer to Memorial Day. Can the Yankees or any team really separate themselves from the rest of the pack? Because we don't have that in baseball right now. And I really hope it can be the Yankees. And they were set up to win seven in a row this week, and that didn't happen. It's a bit disappointing, but I'll take the five and two road trip. Yeah, for for sure. And yeah, those are those are guys we expect to have bounce back outings. Um, you know, it's a shock that we're talking about a Yankees no hitter, and it's not Garrett Cole. So I think that's got to be on our radar now. Like Kluber, you got me excited. I haven't thought about a Yankee no hitter in decades, literally. And now, now you're giving me the itch. Now I need a Garrett Cole perfect game. Like that's the only the only thing I expect now. Is, Bold, but you have to. Like, if if Kluber's gonna throw a no hitter, then Garrett Cole's got to give me a perfect game. I, I want the itch now. It's gone. Um, so we'll we'll see what what happens his next time out there. Um, the last thing on the down list isn't a specific player here, just more for the team. Uh, the Yankees lead all of Major League Baseball with forty seven double plays, and it seems like yes, they're winning games here. It seems like they are finding ways to create double plays. I don't know what the hell's going on here. You got guys getting picked off third. You get in line drives back to, behind the head of the catcher, behind the head of the pitcher, turned into double plays. Um, you know, Kluber threw a no-hitter, and the Yankees also got into five double plays that game. So so too many too many double plays here for the Yankees. I don't really know how you, how you stop it. Um, but, you know, occasionally it's maybe I prefer a strikeout. <laughs> Yeah, everybody is shitting on the home run, strikeout type hitter. And I am a guy where it's like if you put the ball in play, things happen. You know, things happen when you put the ball in play. But you mentioned earlier. They're happening the for the other team sometimes. <laughs> you mentioned earlier in the show um, that we have three teams that have gotten no hit twice each. Um, everybody's yeah, talking Rangers, about Mariners, and uh, Indians. Indians, yeah, thank you. We talk about 
you know, the baseball all the time? Is it altered? Yada, yada. Clayton Kershaw had a rant the other night. It was yeah, surprising from him, to be honest. I uh, didn't expect the pitcher to be like, yeah, the balls are too good for us. <laughs> yeah, and he, he was crapping on the idea that the no-hitters weren't good. It was after the Mariners guy threw it. Um, but is, is maybe these baseballs getting some elevation problems for the Yankees? I don't know. I think, I think pitchers case. are just be able to, to make them move the slightest bit more. I think that's the issue is that they're, you know, they're, 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 the splitter's moving a half of an inch off the barrel and, and, and players are just topping it. They're not expecting it to, to, to drop as much because um, I think a lot of them are coming off of off off speed pitches and they're just not anticipating the, the big enough drop and it's, you're just pounding the ball into the pavement and again, easy double plays. Uh, Yankees aren't the fastest team in the world, so it's pretty easy to double them up. Uh, but it's uh, it's not ideal, you know. They're on pace to break the record. You know, I'd rather do the home run tracker than the uh, the double play tracker. Yeah, I totally agree because early in the season it was absolutely brutal, and then yeah, the during the Kluber no hitter, five double plays. I mean, how does how does anyone do that? They are such a backbreaker. I, I mean, because it, it's two outs on. One play, you know, not to sound like Mr. Fundamental or anything, but, you know, you get out of one inning in one, whatever. You get out of two innings uh, and, and, you know, hit into a double play in two innings, okay, whatever. You hit into three double plays um, throughout the game. You're wasting basically a third of your scoring chances almost. Just, yeah, just, and it's, just, know, it's so deflating. Yeah, and, you know, five double plays. I mean, I don't know what the odds are on winning a game, hitting into five double plays, but... It's not, it can't be good. <laughs> you know, when your pitcher throws a no-hitter... It, it might help. It might help a little bit, yeah. It, it might help a little bit, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the double play issue, I agree. I love how you put that on the down list uh, as a team thing, because... This needs to stop now. Yeah, let's get some more home runs here. So we'll wrap up this week with uh, we're talking about the long ball. Um, the, the Yankees. My prediction of, of <laughs> twenty three home runs in seven games. Uh, I wasn't going to call you off that. I was going to let that one slide for you, but you uh, did. I, I, I like calling myself out. I'm hard on myself. Uh, but uh, honestly, Sam, I, I got a little nervous here because the first game, three home runs. Two thanks two to Aaron Judge, and then. Uh, Aaron Judge and another three home. So in their their three games in Baltimore, they had seven home runs. Um, I think what we both didn't expect is how different the ballpark in Texas is compared to their old one. You know that that ballpark in Arlington, the Yankees used to do some serious damage. The fact that the Yankees hit one home run in four games was, was shocking. Um, I think it definitely shows that the difference of of that that closed air. Um, they had the roof closed, I think, for all four games. Um, whereas the old stadium in Texas had. Um, had had no roof, so the the Global Life Park over here is is not the uh, the the hitters park that that the ballpark in Arlington was. Um, the the fact That's, that the Yankees won three out of four and only hit one home run is is mind blowing. <laughs> I totally agree right there. The the one home run in four games and taking three out of four, and it was a Luke Voigt bomb his first one of the season. Uh, in the Monday game that the Yankees lost with Garrett Cole started. But when I made that prediction of 23 home runs in seven games, 
I did not take into account that this ballpark that the Rangers have now is much, much. It looks huge. The old one. It looks it, enormous. It, I don't know. It, I don't know how the dimensions are, but it looked. It looked. That field looked enormous. It reminded me of the old City Field before the Mets. Yeah, yeah. The walls in a little bit, but because there, there were some deep shots on both sides that were like I definitely thought would have been gone in the old stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was thinking. Um, of a game when I made that prediction, it was, uh, I'm looking back on it, July 28th, 2015. The Yankees uh, went down to the Rangers, and the Rangers put a five spot in the uh, bottom of the first, and the Yankees scored 11. Did, uh, did Bartolo Colon start that game? For, for the Rangers? Rangers yeah. No, it was... Uh, it was our friend Martin Perez, who's now with the Red Sox. Okay. I, there was a game I remember of Glaber Torres. I, you know, I, no, it was maybe not Glaber, but someone taking Bartolo deep and the Yankees hitting like five, six home runs. Obviously, Glaber not back then in 2015. <laughs> Surprisingly, um, I don't know why I thought the Yankees hit a bunch of home runs. They only hit two in that <laughs> game. Hey. But it was a game that stood out to me because that – Texas Air just yeah, you know, it, it felt like flies. that. But we'll see. So the Yankee it does drop the Yankees down. They now have fifty six home runs on the year, which puts them on ninth in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are first with sixty five, and that makes sense with the way that Acuna Jr. is smacking the ball uh, all over the park there. So the Yankees got a little a little work to do here. I thought this was going to be uh, a week where they they might you know jump into the, the the top echelon here. You know ninth is obviously good, but they are called the Bronx Bombers for a reason. Aaron Judge leads the team with 12 home runs. He's going to need his buddy Stanton to come back in the lineup to get caught there. Um, but, you know, they, they still they still hit some good, good shout-out to Luke Voigt getting his first home run of the year. The uh, reigning MLB home run champ is back with a nice deep shot. Um, that was that one home run in, in Texas. Um, still still uh, looking for, I think, next on the list here is got to get Miguel Andujar his first home run, right? Yeah, and and Duhar's getting opportunities out in left field. Uh, had a multi-hit game the other night, two for four. Then, you know, he hit safely in four straight games at a point from that uh, first Baltimore game to um, the second game against Yeah, Texas. good shots. You know, so, they got the, the helicopter swing was back for a few of them. Uh, ripping the ball, jumping jumping on early in the counts. Uh but yeah, he you know he had 27 home runs I believe as a rookie. So let's let's see him, him and Gardner. Let's get those uh, those are the two. I don't, I don't think we're gonna see Tyler Wade out there. But you think about that, the Yankees. So the Bronx Bombers on a day that a no hitter was pitched had an outfield of Andujar, Gardner, and Tyler Wade who had a combined zero home runs on the year. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> very very. I mean, we think of the outfield. You know, Hicks Hicks at 27 in the last full season he played. Judge. Gardner's sipped the power fountain of youth late in his career. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it's weird. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll take it. Hey, what do you say? When you're 5-2, and two, I don't care if you hit, you bunt the ball a billion times and win the game here. Um, coming up for the Yankees this week, we got three versus Chicago, the White Sox, and their lovely manager of uh, Tony LaRusso. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that bum. Uh, and then they followed up with three... Um, with Toronto, um, both 
very young and exciting teams. Um, so I think the Yankees are going to have their hands full here. It is, uh, you know, the, the White Sox and the, and the Blue Jays kind of on the same paths here of, of young stardom. Um, and will they take the next step? The, the White Sox seem to be a little ahead of the game here. They're in first in the AL Central, but the Yankees are right there with the Blue Jays. Um, tied in tied for you know tied for second in the AL East. Um, so fun fun matches. As a as an opposing fan here, we you know we talked a lot about Otani for a little bit. Um, but but fun guys uh, on both these teams. Um, and I'll kick it right off with our with our guy Montgomery. We need to see what he can do as a bounce back uh, on on Friday. Montgomery Cole and uh, Jameson versus uh, versus the White Sox will be fun. Yeah, uh, very very excited for this weekend. The the White Sox are. I don't want to say a, a team that I like, but uh, I love I love their young talent. Uh, you know, a lot of very very exciting players on that team and they all like to have a good time despite the, their manager <laughs> i, I that's, that's that's the best way to put it um and Steve, they're gonna go against in the, in the last in the last 14 months and, and I, I don't want to you know get into his comments or whatever in the last 14 months we've seen a lot of bizarre shit in this world <laughs> we have seen we've seen it. a a lot of bizarre bizarre stuff I'm not sure. This might be in a league of its own. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf bringing back his old friend. Uh, yeah, that's I, the problem. I, I, this, he's going to get credit. This team's going to be good, and he's going to get credit for it. And it's going to be like, no, no, like he, he shouldn't get credit for this. Like I don't know, what he, I, I, I don't know what he's doing here. CC called him out hard on the podcast. I don't know if you listened to all that this week. I did not, but he that's... Called, he's like, there's no way he should be fucking managing this team. As I love retired CC just going at it. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> I, I wonder if he lasts the entire season. I, I He's going to because Jerry's piece. not going to care. Jerry has no idea what's going on. He's on a yacht somewhere just being like, oh, did we win again? Great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> but we'll, um, we'll we'll face Carlos Rendon, who also threw a no-hitter. So right off the bat, Friday, Yankees got a, got a tough pitcher. Uh, Dylan uh, uh, Cease, I believe. is. I, I don't know how to read. So it's Dylan Cease is a y- nice young arm for, for the White Sox. So the Yankees' bats will have to come alive. Um, they'll have to get some more hits. I don't think putting up a performance like they did versus the Rangers and back-to-back 2 nothing wins is going to win it versus the White Sox. So I need to see some runs um, in, in, in all six games here. The Yankees got to be averaging four or five runs a game versus the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Let's do it. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see if after the White Sox series they can bounce back against the Blue Jays because they – Lost two out of three to them in Dunedin, and um, this is a Blue Jays team that, that they're going to have a lot of battles with. Um, and I, it's important. I mean, Blue- look at the, look look at the standings. The Blue Jays are right there. the The Red Sox literally have come back as we are speaking in the ninth inning to take a lead versus the Blue Jays. Um, so that the standings will be actually not as I anticipated with the Yankees being probably one and a half games back uh, of of Boston and one game up on the Blue Jays. So it's a big it's a big be a big series there for for the AL East because right now there's there's four teams vying for for that division lead. The the Red Sox continue to play well. The Rays always just stick around. Um, but if the Yankees can maybe get some separation between the Blue Jays this week, we'll maybe turn it into a three team race. But it's gonna look like a four team race all year, I think. 
Yeah, they're all capable. They are all capable teams. Uh, I mean, if we take, but before this game ends for the Red Sox, the Rays are eight and two in their last ten. The Yankees are seven and three in the last ten, and the Blue Jays are seven and three in the last ten. That's a that's a that's an AL beast division right there. They, you know what games are going to matter? Beating up on the Orioles and the Yankees. The, the Yankees and Red Sox have both lost to them the same amount of times. Um, so, I think whoever beats up on the Orioles is going to be in good shape. Sorry, Baltimore, but we'll we'll oh keep it there. And we don't play the we don't play the Red Sox till like mid June, so we'll, we we got to got to beat up on the rest of the division uh, until you can get there, at Boston. Uh, but anyway, I think it's gonna be a fun week of baseball. I mean, Sam, let's end it. Like we we saw a no hitter in Yankees baseball this week. That that's awesome. So extra shout out again to Corey Kluber pitching the twelfth no hitter in New York Yankees history, the first one of this millennia, and the first one since nineteen ninety nine. You know, let's do a nice little quiet little golf clap there for for the Klub bot who uh, who looked like he couldn't control any excitement. But don't worry, Corey, the fans will take on the excitement. Congratulations! That was that was awesome to experience and watch. Yeah, uh, seriously, congratulations uh to Kluber and that must have felt great for him one, one last thing I mean all he really hasn't pitched consistently since 2018 um his last Cy Young Award season he had the injuries in 2019 seven starts and then threw 18 pitches for the Rangers last year um this was remarkable to watch and it felt good for him he's a slow starter typically but if the Yankees can get him going, I think I he's never, going. I think he's going. I, I never thought he'd be close to his Cy Young form, but hey, why not get get near it again? And we could be playing in the World Series for the first time. And uh, I mean, Sam, I'm not going to point out like the last three times the Yankees have pitched a no hitter, they won the World Series: 1996, 1998, 1999. You're not going to. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. But I just I know how to read read some numbers here. But we'll we'll end it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Always a pleasure, Sam.